God, you are the one who is with us. You are the one who empowers us. Thank you that that is true. Thank you for the, even the testimony of your creativity and of your of bringing together people in all different places and in all different ways to testify to your goodness, to testify to your ongoing commitment to us as your people, to the world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the outpouring of God's Spirit is no doubt surprising and astonishing. As we heard those words read over us about this testimony from the beginning of the Scriptures all the way to the beginning of the church of how God poured out His Spirit to breathe new life into the world, into people, into a community, it is always surprising and it is always astonishing. And though this is something we, we give testimony to every year, may the, like, may the surprise of Pentecost and the Spirit never lose its weight, never lose its power. So as we know from Acts 2, as the Spirit of God descended on this group of people, some crazy things seemed to happen as it's narrated tongues of fire over everybody, all of a sudden people speaking in languages so that those around could understand. So much was going on and so confusing was it, in fact, that people just imagined that a group, that this a community was drunk. They had too much to drink. What else could explain what was going on? Of course, we know that what could explain that was God's power at work in a people. And so this morning, what I want to talk about briefly is I want to talk about the, the God's giving of the Spirit as a reminder, but also as something more than a reminder, as His power, so that it's through the Spirit that we experience God's presence with us and God's power within us and through us. So first, the Holy Spirit is God's presence. So after Jesus was raised from the dead, He commissions His disciples to go and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So after Jesus is raised from the dead, he gives his followers, his learners, a job to do, work to do. And of course, not only does he give them work to do, but he gives them actual ability to do it. Now I think of this moment actually in, in the Gospels before we turn into Acts, almost like the ending of a Marvel movie where it, the movie ends, and then, of course, we've been so trained to keep watching because we know that that final scene before the credits is not, in fact, the final scene. There is more, and we will get a sense or some insight of what that more will be. Well, in this moment when Jesus is raised from the dead and he commissions his disciples, but before the ascension, Jesus gives almost these disciples some insight as to what's going to happen. And he gives them a promise that he is going to be with them. Matthew 28, 16 through 20 says this, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations." baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end 
of the age. This promise of presence is so central to the reality of the Holy Spirit and what we're testifying to this morning. Because the presence of Christ remains with us, continues to be with us through his spirit. And it is because the presence of Christ is with us, we are the presence of Christ in the world. Because we too have been given his spirit. John 14, 15 through 17, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and will be in you. This advocate, the spirit of God as an advocate, God's presence with us advocating on our behalf. Some of you this morning need to know that God is with you. That God has given us a helper through the spirit to advocate on our behalf. God continues to be with you. I know some of you, some of us need to hear that word this morning. So Pentecost has to do with the lasting presence of God, but it also has to do with God's power at work in us and within us. Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. So when they had come together, they asked him, the disciples, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus is telling the disciples that they are going to be his witnesses in all of the world, and they will be given power to be those witnesses. And there are three aspects of that witness I want to talk about this morning that we are empowered toward by the Spirit. And the first one is this, forgiveness. That because the Holy Spirit has been poured out among God's people, created a community, we are empowered to be a community marked by forgiveness. I'm reading a lot of scripture this morning. John 20, 21 through 23, Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them. Now, think about that for a moment. Jesus breathing on the disciples. Again, it's a picture of God's breath of new life, as we've seen throughout Scripture, in particular in in the book of Genesis, at the beginning of time when God is breathing new life into a new person, into Adam. So therefore, a new people. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And then check out what's next. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Jesus breathes his spirit into his followers, into his disciples, and then gives them a task of forgiveness. Part of the ways that we experience the Holy Spirit's power Part of the ways that we are actually bearing witness to the Holy Spirit's power is by the way that we forgive. Now, is that a word for you this morning? To trust in the the power of God to forgive. Perhaps you're thinking of somebody or a circumstance or maybe even a group of people and you feel like it's an actual impossibility to extend forgiveness, which is complex and messy and complicated. I understand that. 
but perhaps it seems actually impossible that you cannot conceive of that possibility. And it is impossible. It is absolutely impossible to forgive without the Holy Spirit. It is impossible. But God has given us the power, His power of the Holy Spirit to forgive. In 2 Corinthians 5.16, when Paul is talking about this new community, this new creation that that has actually been born because of what God has done in Jesus, he says that all of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. And isn't that remarkable? Empowered toward forgiveness, which makes reconciliation possible, which is what our ministry in the world is to be. Ministers of reconciliation. So we are empowered to be witnesses in the way that we forgive. We are also empowered to be witnesses in the way that we proclaim That proclamation is part of this power that the Holy Spirit makes possible and gives to us as his people. Because when the Spirit of God descended on that first Christian community in Acts, what we see is the beginning of proclamation, of testifying to what God has done in Jesus. Acts 2, verse 37 Actually, starting in verse 34. This, this is Peter speaking. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you both see and hear. For David did not descend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter, what are we supposed to do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So Peter is trying to make sense of what has actually happened. People are not understanding, in particular, Jewish people. People of Israel are not understanding what's taken place. And Peter is trying to connect their story with God's story. He is proclaiming the good news of Jesus. And that is what the Holy Spirit makes possible in this moment. They are then cut to the heart. Their only response is, well, what are we supposed to do now that we know this? Repent and be baptized. So as God's people... We are called to be ones who proclaim about the story of God and the good news of Jesus Christ. And the only way that proclamation is made possible is by the Holy Spirit's power at work in us as his people, giving us words, giving us us authority to speak the words that God is giving us to speak, to testify to the good news of Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection. So we are empowered to be witnesses in the way that we forgive, in the way that we proclaim, but also in the way that we are family. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to become a new community, to become 
a family, brothers and sisters united around Jesus. See, what we see in Acts 2 is that the outpouring of the Spirit means that all of a sudden there are a group of people who come together to share everything that they have so no one is without need. A family coming together to hear the teaching of the apostles, a family who come together to pray. So it's a family defined by listening, by sharing, and by praying. These are very simple things that the Holy Spirit has empowered us to do and to be, as if to suggest that Christians, people who are following after Jesus, need the Holy Spirit's power to do the most mundane of activity. Why? Because we are new creation. We are new people living into the kingdom that Jesus has brought and is continuing to work out. And we are called to live in that kingdom as spirit-filled people. We need the Holy Spirit to empower us to be people who listen, who share, and who pray. So what we are doing, what is going on with among us as God's people in our day-to-day lives is significant and meaningful because if we have entrusted our lives to Jesus, we are new creation and we are spirit-filled people who are living life testifying to God's presence and power in the world. We, as a church, are no less than God's presence and power in the world. That's what you are, that's what I am, that's what we are together, Grace Long Beach. A community of people who are empowered to forgive, to be ministers of reconciliation, who are empowered to proclaim and share the good news about Jesus, of what God has done. We are empowered to be family, united around the Spirit, so that in our lives, in the day-to-day, moment-by-moment, in our listening, in our sharing, in our praying, we are showing the world that God is committed to us all the way to the end in his presence and his power through the Spirit. So it is the Spirit of God that makes God's presence an ongoing reality. It is the Spirit of God that empowers a people, empowers us to be that presence in the world through our forgiveness, our proclamation, and our being family together. Thanks be to the God who remains with us, who is committed to empowering us to do the work he has called us to do. You were given tags. Hold them up. If you don't have one of these, actually, no, don't hold them up. If you don't have one of these, put your hand up so you can get a tag in that hand. Thank you, Tim, for that. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do with those tags is to take a pencil. I think you have some, there are some in front of you, or a pen. And I'd love for you to write on this a prayer. And I'm going to tell you what that prayer is. And I'm going to have you fill in the blanks to that prayer. Holy Spirit, empower me, empower us to blank. So Holy Spirit, empower me, empower us to blank. So that blank. I'm going to ask you to consider how you might fill that prayer in. Take a moment to do that. And then I'm actually going to encourage us and transition us to praying with people close by in response to what you've written down.
So go ahead and fill that out right now. Holy Spirit, empower me slash us to blank, so that blank. Those of you at home, I encourage you to do this as well and to share those prayers um, in the chat function of the streaming. it out, but if, if you are, you can stand. Over the next little bit of time, I'm going to encourage you to actually take what you've written and to pray what you've written with somebody or some people near you. I'm also going to invite prayer team, people who want to pray with and for you to the sides. Now, if there's a, there, there might be some of you who don't feel comfortable maybe praying with a person near you or next to you. I'm going to encourage you to actually, you can receive prayer. You can go receive prayer on the sides if you'd like. Um, so prayer team, you can go ahead and go to the sides and then take the next few moments to, go, to connect with a person or people and pray through what you've written down. 